Ladies and gentlemen, she is an X Factor Australia winner. She is a Eurovision runner-up and she is an absolute national treasure. It is Miss Dami Yim. Hello, Dami. Hello. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks for having me. Oh, anytime. For you, anything, anytime. Um, <laughs> so you are best known to, especially our audience, as Australia's most successful Eurovision entrant. You are, you came second in 2016. Um, I think everybody knows that, but what is it like to, um, kind of be the gold standard of Australian Eurovision entries? Well, (laughs) putting you on the spot, (laughs) the gold standard. Well, I don't know when going into Eurovision, I didn't know how I, you know, what kind of response I was going to get. So to have had such a great time and to get, yeah, a great result in the end, um, yeah, it feels awesome. And, yeah, I'm still so proud of what I was able to achieve. Yeah. Yeah. So you were actually announced as our Eurovision contestant at the Sydney Opera House on stage with Conchita. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, a, that's, a, that's a big hurdle to um that's a big thing to live up to Conchita at the Sydney Opera House uh you definitely did it I think the whole country was was just awesome uh, how could it not have been with um yeah so but we want to go back a little further we want to start about when you were on the X Factor in Mm. I think it was 2013 that's it yeah see I know my research (laughs) (laughs) thank you so uh you from the get-go the big favorite to win it you knew you, I remember your recording of Purple Rain, which you did on stage, which I think completely wowed everyone. Then you go to Eurovision. Is there a big difference between performing on TV, say in Australia, and then on stage in Stockholm, just that energy? How different is it? Oh, it was, you know, in terms of the size and the scale of it, it was like miles away you know x factor was great um you know it was my first exposure to tv uh performing on television all of that but eurovision was just on a whole another scale um yeah it was as i guess as big as it gets in terms of music television goes (laughs) and the energy in the room you know like just the eurovision fans they are like next level like they just there's nothing like it where like they're just so enthusiastic and so positive and just so happy everyone there are just so excited being there you could just feel it and yeah I remember just going up on that stage and you know that reaction and the the roaring and the cheers and (laughs) people singing along like it yeah it's something that I'll never forget it was just like heaven (laughs) yeah heaven is such a good word for it but I mean with the heaven comes that um the stress I guess of sitting there for a voting sequence and knowing you're out in front and then the public votes are coming in what is that like to sit there and know people are sitting around not just Europe but also here sitting there passing judgment almost on your performance that was truly the most weird thing, but also exciting uh, because sitting there, you know, getting the results and, you know, you're being watched with your reactions as well. And like, I think I, I just 
you know, with the performance, we rehearsed so many times and everything, you know, we rehearsed to the T, like it was perfection each time. Like you had to just know exactly what you're doing, but the, the points coming in that, you know, we didn't rehearse that. So I, like, I didn't really know what was going on. My eyesight's not, I'm short-sighted, so I couldn't like really see it properly. So I'm just like trying to like figure out what's happening. (laughs) Am I in front? Am I last? What's going on? I have no idea. Exactly. I'm like, where are we? Where are we? And then just having like the, like 12 points so many times and having the camera like pointing at us so many times, like that wasn't rehearsed, obviously. Like we just did not know uh, that was going to happen. So getting all that attention all of a sudden, it was just like, oh my gosh, this is really cool. Like, you know, it was just so exciting, so exciting. And it was just like, wow, like cool. You know, like it was incredible. It was an incredible feeling. Like I was just floating and then, you know, that whole team was just like excited and also a little bit scared and freaking out because no one knew what to do. Like my team didn't know uh, what to do in case I won, you know, and they had to figure that out. And so some of, I remember like some of the people and like, uh, you know, Grant from my uh, label who was there was like going really pale because he was like freaking out, not knowing what to do. (laughs) Like if we won and, you know, like the work he had to do for that, like it was just so unprecedented and everyone's just like, ah, so it was crazy. I think, ah, was what we were all feeling watching it as well. (laughs) I think everyone at home was like, oh my God, we've been in this contest a year. We sent what, and I'm just going to flatter you here, the Whitney Houston of Australia. And and I just, it was bated breath. I have said for years, Dami was robbed. Like they're going to put it on my tombstone one day. Dami was robbed. But (laughs) instead of, thank you. Just for you, Dami, I'll do it. Um, Now, because you're obviously with COVID, you can't be doing big tours, but you're currently in the middle of a tour of Queensland. The energy of that must be completely different to TV, to Eurovision. Which one do you kind of, how is it different and how do you, what, which one do you prefer, I guess? Well, you know, like performing for television is very, yeah, it is very different, but then you know, like, you know, I have to try and think about the big, you know, like the 200 million that are watching behind that camera, you know, and there's a studio or the, the room audience in, in that state stadium. And it's as exciting that as that is, I have to try and almost forget that a little bit and try and sing to the people watching back home. Cause that's more important, but then I guess when I'm performing in a in an intimate room in Queensland in my live shows I you know like my sole focus is on the people in the room and I guess yeah that's different like I really love doing that in it's a completely different thing I think cuz I just see their reaction and I it I kind of uh bounce off there's this energy that goes back and forth where I sing something and I see the reaction, they kind of, some people yell things back at me. I have a conversation, you know, it's very different. It's like I'm singing to 
almost like my friends and family my, in my living room and we're just having a nice, sweet little time on a Sunday afternoon. Like it's that kind of feeling and it's just like warm fuzziness, whereas television, it's like exciting and, you know, it's like, whoo, like I'm on this big stage and glitter and ooh, like that, that's, <laughs> that's also exciting. They're just two very different experiences, I find. Yeah, I think. And when you say that people are yelling out to you good things, right, they're not like heckling Dami in. No one would heckle yeah, Dami in. Like, or they'd be like, sing, you know, sing Ya Ya Ding Dong, that kind of thing. <laughs> have you actually done oh. Ya Ya Ding Dong before? No, I haven't, oh, but I ha- I know I have to do it. I have to do it. I'm going to. it in. I'm thinking of doing a cover of it and putting it on my YouTube. <laughs> it has to happen. But yeah, it's like it's something that I, I guess all performers can relate to. I'd be like, ah, I have this really special song. Like, it's my, do you want to hear my new single? And they'd be like, sing purple rain and like oh i <laughs> yeah. will but what about we'll get there musical? we'll get what there. about yeah. eurovision song sing purple rain all right <laughs> it's so relatable the people know what they want they know what they want so <laughs> yeah. now actually to speak about your new single paper dragon has just recently come out it is an anthem to self-belief and silencing your doubters uh where did this song come to you who did you work with what kind of energy did you yeah. want to put out there so, it, yeah, it is a big pop anthem, lots of uh, happiness, but it's also a song about, like, telling people to just shut up, all your haters. <laughs> um, but, yeah, uh, since, you know, on the topic of Eurovision, I, at the beginning of this year, I announced that I was going to come back and give another shot at Eurovision. And this That's was the right. song that I was. I was, I was in the audience for that as well. Oh. I think that got the biggest pop of the night. I don't think Montaigne winning was anywhere near as popular <laughs> as you announcing you're coming back in 2021. Oh, I mean, I, yeah, I, I just, I was really excited to make that announcement and it was, yeah. yeah, it was fun to finally share my intention with the world. But then, you know, obviously a lot of things have changed since then. And um, so, yeah, anyway, after that I had written this song and, I thought it'd be really special for Eurovision. But since everything's changed and Montaigne's now going next year, so I don't really know what I'm going to do. I haven't decided yet. So I decided to release this song anyway as my single and, yeah, just get it out there. And, yeah, yeah it's it's about paper dragons. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and it is it has dummy and vibes all over it. So it's upbeat, it's positive. It's, um, it's, it's got your vocals all the way through it, obviously, but they are just another level with you. And I've been listening to it ever since it released. And I was like, oh my God, I, if I ever got to talk to Dami, I want to tell her how good this song is, but here you are, Dami Im, not in the flesh. Love it. And it would have been a great Eurovision entry, but that kind of leads me to my next question. And I think you've already answered it. Door still opened coming back 2022. Well, it's not closed, uh, completely shut off. I just don't really know. I haven't made the decision yet because it's so far away and I might feel like it. I might not feel like it. It's just, you just don't know what's going to happen within that time period. And I'm always like, it's a big commitment. And, you know, going into Eurovision, it's not just like, oh, yeah, I'll just have a go it's not like that it's like you got to prepare for it for months and months and you got to focus all your energy into it and I 
I loved it, but also I have to be really ready to commit and give it my everything. So I don't know. We'll see. Like I might give it a go, but I think that if there's another Australia decides, then, you know, like that's, that's a whole nother level. Like I didn't have to do that select national selection previously, but now that's what happens uh, if you want to go in. So it's a lot of steps to get there. So I'll, yeah, I'll just have, have a feel for it and see. Yeah. Just check, check your vibes in like a year and a half, see how you're feeling. And then, you know, call into exactly. this show and make the big announcement. And then we'll okay. go from there. <laughs> That'll be great. Um, yeah. So you're right though. Um, I know you're wishing Montaigne heaps of luck for next year and Mm -hmm. into the future so she's where we're at right now you might be back you don't know no one knows we don't even know how long we're going to be at Eurovision it could be one more year it could be let's face it we're probably not going to get kicked out anytime soon I think they like us I I think they did lock Australia in till till for another few years right yeah I think it was to 2023 or something Um, okay yeah yeah I mean we're pretty popular they like us a lot they, I we send, so. we send you and Kate Miller Heidke. What could we they possibly send, want to get We send good, the great, great acts. Like we're, we're good. And one thing <laughs> I think we've done, we are very good. And one thing I think we've been really good at is diversity in sending different people from different backgrounds oh, yeah. as our representatives. So yeah, hopefully yeah. we'll keep that up. Um, now I have one last question for you before I let you go back to your day. And I sit here and giggle for two hours because I got to interview Dami. Oh, oh, we can keep <laughs> chatting. We can just chat about just what you it. had for lunch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. You know what? Me and Dami, best friends. It's official. <laughs> Jack and Dami forever. Um, my last question for you, Dami, is what is your favorite Eurovision song of all time? Putting you on the spot. Oh, of all time. I mean... That's a lot. I've given you a lot of space here, a lot of entries, okay. a lot of years. Yeah, exactly. So many to choose from. I mean, I, I love a lot of like so many different songs, but, you know, I'm gonna not going to be able to say it properly, but <laughs> do you remember the year uh, Salvador? Portugal 27. Yes. I can't say it either. But I so know. the name of the song is, it goes, and I cannot remember how to say it but um here yeah. let me i think everyone in the world knows what you're talking about oh dummy yeah. currently so googling i'm googling so i can say amapelos <laughs> oh gosh she googled Sorry, it and still but... struggled ladies and gentlemen yes i did <laughs> <laughs> but that's such a beautiful song and i really love that song and i yeah. i did try to sing this um for for a um, online performance and I, I recorded the video and, and everything. Like I learned the words. I never used it because I was like, Ugh, it's probably like <laughs> pronunciation is not probably super annoying for native speakers. But anyway, like it's that beautiful. So I, I think I love the simplicity and how old fashioned it is. And I, I love the fact that such an old fashioned simple song won Eurovision. How, yeah. Like, it's very especially in the middle of songs like you had toy for israel um and you had songs like euphoria a couple of years before and it was Mm -hmm. just a whole different vibe so i think you're you're definitely onto something about that and i i think that's what i love about eurovision right like each year you just don't know who's gonna win and like there's so much diversity 
you know, in yeah. terms of music and types of artists and people just like, well, everyone's just looking out for the next like new thing. And like, there's no like Eurovision sound as such everyone, like it could be anything, anything that connects with the audience. And I think that's so special. That's what music's all about. That's the beauty of Eurovision, isn't it? Yeah. It's mm-hmm. great. Well, uh, that is all the time that I have with you. It has been such a blessing to talk to you. Um, oh. Your album is dropping. Uh, is it next year or is it later this next year? year? Next year. Next year. I'm Bloody working COVID. on it. So. Yeah. <laughs> I, know, I know. But it gives us lots of time to work on it. So Yeah, perfect. Yeah. And if you are in Queensland or you are legally allowed to go to Queensland at the moment, we're going to put up Dami's tour info for you as well. Dami, thank you so much for chatting to the Juice Pile podcast. Thank you for having me, Jack. And we will see you at Eurovision where, let's face it, you're definitely going to win. Putting it out there now. (laughs) Now you got to live up to that. Thank you. Yeah, it's so much much pressure now. Thanks for that. (laughs) That's what we're here for. Thanks, Dami. Thank you.